Hey guys, it's Molly and this is Mondays with Molly. We are in episode four now. Last week I shared my new mom story, but I kind of left you guys hanging with the rest of the story. So today I'm going to finish that and I'm sharing my single mom story and just what I've been through as a single mom. But all throughout that, God's faithfulness to, to me and how he's taking care of me, it's just a really an testament and encouraging story of God's faithfulness. So that's what I'm covering today. And I hope that you will stick around for the rest of the story. All right, guys. So this time around, I'm going to add a new little segment to kind of my chit chatty part of the podcast. So I love to update you guys on well, you know, what's going on, things that I, funny things that have happened to me throughout the week. But I also want to start a little short segment called Share Worthy Stuff. That's kind of like a tongue twister. Share Worthy Stuff. I didn't know what else to call it. If you can think of a better name, let me know. But I thought it would be fun to share uh, a few little things that I am liking right now and Just pass the word on to y'all because, you know, it's fun to share things that you like. So the first thing I want to share is um, I just started yesterday doing um, reading through the Bible chronologically. So my mom has done this and told me how great it is. She actually has a chronological Bible. So what that means basically is, is that we think that, you know, Genesis through Revelation is organized, um, I know it's easy to think this, that it's organized in the order of the way things happened and the way they were written, but actually they're not. They're a little bit out of order. And so the chronological Bible will organize um, the different passages in the order that they happened. So for example, it will start with Genesis and then like it'll insert Job because Job was around the time of Noah. But if you think about it, it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, wherever Job is in there. Where's Job in there? I forgot. You know that song? Actually, no. Is there a song for the Old Testament? There's the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know that song? I'm not going to sing it anymore, but I don't think there's one for the Old Testament. Anyways, Job is farther along in the Old Testament, um, but really it happened along the time of Genesis. So it kind of inserts those passages. It'll tell you which passages to read in what order. And like Psalms is in there in between certain Psalms are in between like 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel. So my mom said it really helps her in seeing how the whole Bible comes together And I've never read the Bible in that order, in that way, I don't think. I mean, I think I tried years ago, but I don't know if I ever finished. So this time I'm going to try to do it all through. I'm really looking forward to that to see if I can just understand the, the whole scope more of the Bible in a better way. So I'll keep you guys updated on how that's going. If you want to do it, you can get a chronological Bible or you can just Google reading the Bible chronologically. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just looking it up online. Okay, the other thing that I want to talk about, which by the way, in this share worthy stuff segment of my podcast, be prepared for there to be lots of food things because I like to eat and also I try to avoid gluten and dairy. And so the things I like to eat sometimes are a little different and I like sharing them with you if you're the same way and you can't have those foods too. Um, but this is something that is not a gluten free or dairy free item per se, but This is a trick that is so helpful and I just need to keep continuing to do it because it's awesome. 
And if you're like me and you like get so hungry sometimes and you're like, I gotta eat something. Um, I've been carrying almonds lately in my purse and I found like my fave almonds. It's the blue diamond almonds in the toasted coconut flavor. They have all these different flavors. I've tried a couple of the other ones. They had like a salt and vinegar one and like a pumpkin spice one. I'm sure the flavors of whatever they put on the nuts are probably not the 100% most healthy, but you're getting a protein and it makes it more tasty when it, with it having a flavor. So I love the toasted coconut and just keeping that in my purse, this little jar, like it's just the right size. Like I don't have to put it in a baggie and then put it in my purse. I can just put the whole little jar in my purse. Awesome tip for just having those on the go. So if you're hungry, you have something readily available. Okay, the other thing is a last thing I'm going to share is also a food item. Don't worry, I will share other things like beauty products or household things or whatever that I want to share, shows that I like, you know, anything. Just share worthy stuff. That's my little topic. But the last thing I want to share was I went to Costco with my parents recently and well actually just last this last week and i was super excited because they had siete chips and if you've never tried siete chips and you're interested in trying grain free things you got to try these out um so they're basically like tortilla chips but they're grain free tortilla chips and i'm like such a huge chip person which is not a good thing but i feel a little less guilty having grain free tortilla chips they're made of like cassava flour i think and something else i'm not sure they're not super salty, so if you like your chips really salty, you might not like these, but they're just like kind of like, I don't know how to explain them. They feel like more dense in a way, like more healthy, but like in a good way. I don't know how to explain it, but they're good, and I was super excited they had it in a big bag at Costco because they're kind of expensive. Like if I get them at our health food co-op, they're not cheap, but getting them in a bigger bag was awesome. So that's what I want to share for my shareworthy stuff. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you guys was this kind of goes along with single motherhood. Um, so last weekend, the kids and I, so last weekend for me, while I'm recording this podcast was the day before Easter on Saturday. Um, I record my podcast ahead of time. Anyway, so last Saturday, the day before Easter, I decided spur the moment. I love doing things spur the moment sometimes with the kids, just the kids and I. Um, we decided, I said, hey guys, you want to go to Chick-fil-A for dinner? We love going to Chick-fil-A. It's like the perfect place to go to get like fast food that so it doesn't cost a ton. I think we can eat for about $20, the three of us. Um, which is still a good amount, but not as much as if we were to go to a sit-down restaurant and have to pay a tip and all that. Anyways, and the other awesome part about it is they have like the little play area and you can sit right next to the play area. So I can sit right outside of the play area, but there's glass windows and I can watch them and see them. So it's just like an ideal mom spot. So I said, hey, let's go to Chick-fil-A for dinner. So we went to Chick-fil-A and poor little guy, this is another Cole story. I guess he's he's the one that's getting the stories the last two episodes. Um, I motioned for them to come, time to eat, through the glass. And he wasn't watching and ran right into the glass. Poor guy, he had this red bump on his head. And it really hurt. He was crying a little bit. And Emma goes, you were like a little bug hitting the glass, saying something like that. And he was. He was like, you know, a bird hitting the glass. Poor guy. And then it was just the day of accidents for him. He hit his chin on the slide. And then as we were running out to the car, 
Him and Emma ran into each other and he fell. So it was like the accident prone event. I was like, oh no, what else is gonna happen? Um, and then after we went to Chick-fil-A, we went to frozen yogurt, we went to Menchie's. I'd never been to Menchie's before, which also I have to say, so we were gonna go to this one Chick-fil-A, the one that was closest to our house, which is still drive, it's like 45 minutes. And I missed our exit, so we ended up going to one like 15 minutes farther away, which is me, like this is, I'm not good with directions. I had my GPS on my phone and I still missed the wrong exit, that's just me. So if you ride with me, just know you're going more of the scenic, longer route. So yeah, so we went to a different Chick-fil-A, but so we tried out Minchie's afterward in this other town that we went to. And so that was fun, got frozen yogurt. And for me, like going on a drive, a place 45 minutes, an hour away is so, like I just love it. I love being somewhere different that I don't know anybody and just, it's refreshing to me just in the car, listening to music and just enjoying the drive, enjoying going somewhere that I don't normally go to. So that is something that refreshes me as a single mom. I don't get to do it as often these days because Life is more busy for me than it used to be. I used to do these things more often with the kids, so it's kind of more here and there. Plus, I started realizing that the gas and the if we go out to eat or we go out to get a snack or something, that it costs more money than I realized. Even if we're not even going out to dinner, the gas alone can cost more. So we don't do it all the time, but when we do it, it is such a treat, and it's so fun. So... That's something that revives me as a single mom, which gets into what I'm talking about today, single motherhood and what changed for me as a parent since becoming a new mom. That was kind of my second transition, I guess, in parenting was from new mom to single mom. So last time I I shared that when I became a single mom, Um, I kind of got more laid back and was able to enjoy parenting more. And I want to cover that all today. So let's just start at the very beginning when um, my husband and I separated. So we were living in Alaska. And um, when we separated, I came down here because my parents down here, as in Washington, where I'm at now, because my parents are down here. And... um, my husband, my former husband came down a few weeks later, um, but unfortunately, you know, we weren't able to work things out, and I'm divorced now, um, and this has been a whole, like, it's been four and a half years since the beginning of my separation, and we were separated for four years before we officially got divorced, um, so it was, it's been a long road, you know, and I'm not going to go into detail about separation or divorce. That's not what this podcast is about today. And I'm very careful what I share because it's not just my story to share when it comes to, to that part of things. Um, so I'm not covering that today, but so I came down here, um, and I stayed with my parents for a while at first, I think about a month. So little bit of info. Emma was three years old and I was pregnant with Cole. I was about two months away from delivering him. So you can imagine, like there's a lot going on here. I'm under a lot of sadness, stress, um, grief over, over the separation, but I'm also trying to be a mom to take care of Emma and I'm, you know, getting ready to have another baby. 
so it, it was a lot, man. I just remember crying so much. Um, I couldn't even, I didn't even want to go to our local grocery store because I didn't want to see anybody I knew. I didn't want to see anybody from the church. I didn't want to have to explain what was going on. I mean, I was just, I did not want to have to share with anybody what was going on. It was just embarrassing. It was incredibly hard. Um, and so then I stayed with my parents for a little bit. And then after that, I stayed at a place that our church has for people that are in ministry because my former husband was a youth pastor. And so I was able to stay there for a couple months. And that was nice because, you know, my parents' house is kind of small. And so it was a good place for Em and I to kind of have our own space. Um, and that's the house that I was in when I went into labor. Crazy to think about me going into labor while I was staying at a house, just Emma and I. Um, and it was kind of another crazy event happened was my parents are so supportive and have been extreme just immense help to me through this whole single motherhood process. But my mom, unfortunately, she broke her ankle, like I think a month before Cole was born. And so, you know, they weren't able to help me as much. My mom wasn't able to help me as much because of that going on. I felt so bad for her that that happened. Um, and so I remember thinking like, how is the delivery going to go? Like, you know, my mom was, wouldn't be able to come with me. But thankfully, um, my former husband was able to be there for the labor, was able to go to the hospital with me. And that was an answer to prayer. That was a huge blessing. So Cole was born, and I was still staying at this house. And then a few months after that, I had to stay somewhere else. And a family from the church, a husband and wife who didn't have any kids at home anymore, um, opened up their house for me to stay with them. And I stayed with them for six months. They did not charge me rent. And that was such a huge blessing. Their name is Dean and Julie, and I love them so much. They're like second family to me. They were such an answer to prayer. Just They didn't even know me personally. They just heard that there I needed a place to stay. And they opened up their house to me, Emma, Cole, and I. And it was just special because they have been able to, they were able to see Cole, like from him being a few months born to, you know, now he's four years old. It's just crazy how time flies. So I stayed with them for about six months and then I moved back in with my parents for a couple months trying to figure out, okay, what were my next steps after that? And there was a possibility of this apartment for me to rent. And I had just started my cleaning business. So that's what I do for work now. I've been doing this for four years now, cleaning houses. And it's crazy that it's been that long. I kind of got this job, like God provided this job. Um, Julie, the, the couple that I lived with, she said, hey, why don't you clean my house for me? Because she was already paying somebody. And I was like, hmm, I don't know. Like, I wasn't super excited about thinking of cleaning houses for a living. But um, I remember my dad saying, like, hey, that could be a really good job for you. Because when you are just cleaning houses on your own and you're, like, self-contracted, you can make a good amount of money in a short period of time. And so I decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I started getting other clients from people in my church. And it really 
was an answer to prayer because I was doing, because of me doing this job, I was able to take this apartment. But me taking this apartment that I'm in still now was a huge step of faith because even though I had this job and, you know, I'm making a good amount of money in a short period of time, I wasn't working very much and I still don't work very much because I want to be home with my kids. I want to be a parent as much as I can. So this was a risk for me to take this. It felt like a risk for for me to take this apartment. But I did. I took it. People encouraged me, my parents, and I remember Dean and Julie encouraging me, you know, to take it and just, you know, if you can only rent it for a few months and then you can't continue to afford it, that's okay because they they didn't have me sign a lease. And the people that own this apartment are um, friends of my family that we've known for a while, and they it was so nice of them to let me rent this place and not make me, you know, have sign a lease or have to write, give first and last month's rent, like such a huge blessing. So I took this apartment and that was just kind of the beginning of my, you know, I'd been a single parent for what, eight months at that point. No, almost a year. Yeah. But I, it was kind of the beginning of, okay, I'm like really doing this. And I remember grieving a little bit more when I moved into this apartment because I realized like, wow, like this is real. Like I'm on my own now. And also I remember feeling even just guilty about this apartment thinking like, I feel like I don't deserve this. Like my marriage fell apart. I don't, I don't feel like I deserve this, but you know, God gives us blessings even when we don't deserve things like we just have to take his blessings and be thankful and it really was God's leading for me to take this apartment because I did not have anything I you know all of my stuff was still in Alaska except for clothes and things that I had chose to bring down when um, we initially separated but I didn't have any kitchen stuff I was starting over starting from scratch and but God provided everything I needed. My sister gave me a dining room table and a love seat. Um, a couple gave me some money to go out and buy a rug and go out and buy other household things. There were other people in the church that were like, hey, I have these dishes. Would you like these? Like God just took care of every detail, even a vacuum. Someone had a vacuum and gave me a vacuum. They were like, "I'm we're going through our house and getting rid of things. Would you like our, to come over and look at our kitchen stuff?" And there was a vacuum. It's like, "What?" Like God provided literally everything. I wasn't ever sleeping on the floor on a sleeping bag. Like God provided a mattress and everything that we needed. And so it really was God's provision and I just had to be thankful and take it for what it was that God provided this apartment. And then when I moved into this apartment, that's when I started my whole blogging journey. And this is something I really think is important that I share because it was a huge factor in me enjoying more motherhood, which sounds funny. How does this connect? But I didn't have a hobby or anything that I did just for fun, for myself, for fun before that, before I became a single parent. I remember thinking that I needed a hobby, but I just didn't know what I enjoyed anymore. I don't know if this happens to a lot of moms, but you kind of like become a new person as a mom. And it's like, what do I do now? Because you have to adjust 
the things that you enjoy may not be able to be the same things that you did before you had kids. I mean, I loved shopping, still love shopping, but those kind of things like you can't do as much. Um, plus, it's good to not make shopping your number one hobby or you're going to be poor. Um, but I remember thinking like, oh, maybe I'll try painting. And I did that a little bit when we were in Alaska, but I never really found that thing that I loved. And I don't know. Actually, I do know how I got into blogging. My friend Jessica was the only person I knew that had a blog, only friend I knew that had a blog. And I saw what she was doing and I thought that could be fun. So I gave it a try. And that's when I started my little lovely you by Molly website. And I really loved it. And then, you know, eventually I tried YouTube and now I'm onto a podcast. I've tried pretty much everything to see what works for me. Um, but blogging was so helpful for me to just have that thing that I could look forward to, to work on in my own time. And of course, I've had to learn and it's been hard to balance that with motherhood and not make it, you know, overstepping when I should focus on my kids. But it definitely has helped me to have that fun thing to look forward to. And it's turned into like a ministry. I see it now as a ministry because I'm sharing a lot about my relationship with the Lord. When I started out, it wasn't so much about that. It was more about hair and makeup and and fashion, which I still love and I still enjoy sharing about. But then it started turning more and more into me sharing about my relationship with the Lord. And I started seeing like, Hey, like I really have a heart for ministry. And so it's really cool how that just all started with me living on my own and thinking I need to have something that I enjoy to do because in the evenings when the kids were in bed, I was getting lonely. I mean, I still get lonely, but this is something that I can look forward to, to work on. And so If you don't have a hobby as a mom, I would encourage you to figure out what you would enjoy and try different things. Like I tried, you know, a blog, YouTube, try different things. I tried before that painting and different things, you know, and I've had other hobbies too. I've started learning guitar and I'm doing that still just here and there, trying different things and having fun things to do that aren't just kid related, I think is really good. So... Also, another just huge thing that helped me in this transition of living on my own and being a single mom and taking taking care of two kids on my own, they live with me 100% of the time, um, I had to learn to become more brave by pushing myself to do things I wouldn't have done before. I mean, before I was a single mom, I was even afraid to like be home alone for the night. Like if my former husband was gone doing something overnight, I did not want to stay at the place by myself, at our house by myself, because I was too afraid. And, you know, as a single parent, you have no other option than to uh, be by yourself. And pushing myself to get over those fears, it wasn't like I suddenly became this I mean, I I became braver as I pushed myself. And it's a process that hasn't stopped. It's not like suddenly now I'm super brave and I can do anything. I still have nights where I turn on the porch lights outside and peek outside to make sure there's nobody coming to mob my house or something, break in, because I have a very big imagination sometimes. That's why I have to be careful what I watch on TV. Oh, guys, one night I did the dumbest thing. I watched the Ted... Was it Ted Bundy? 
um, documentary, like one or one and a half episodes of that on Netflix. That was the dumbest decision. It's interesting, but I'm like, why am I watching this? Yeah, I did not sleep very good that night. That was dumb, and I'm never doing that again. But um, that's another part of me becoming more brave is I've realized I can't watch everything maybe I used to be able to watch because I want to be able to sleep and not be terrified at night. But other things that I did to push myself, well, this was my mentality that I've had since becoming a single parent. I realized just because I'm seeing a single parent, I don't want it to stop me from doing things that I want to do to enjoy life with the kids. I want the kids to have, you know, a normal, as much as they can, normal life experiences. And yeah, they're going to be different experiences because it's just going to be with me and the kids, but we can still have fun. And that policy, I guess, for single motherhood has helped me so much because we have had fun together doing these things. Like, I remember the first time, I think two years ago, maybe a year ago, I don't remember. I went out to dinner by myself with the kids and I was like, yes, I faced my fears. And no, it wasn't as enjoyable as if I had gone out with a friend or if I, you know, had been married and gone out with my spouse and the kids. It wasn't as fun as that. It was kind of a little awkward and a little bit not a little bit lonely, I guess is the best way to say it. But me doing those things and just trying to enjoy it and pushing myself has been huge and I want to continue to do that because I think it's really important as a single mother. Another thing that I've done a a number of times is gone on short little trips with the kids. Now I've never gone to like on a huge road trip but you know we went to Oregon for a family reunion. The kids and I drove down just the two of us. Uh, We went to On a little trip to Lake Chelan, Uh, well, that was really fun. One time we went, and part of the time, it was just the kids and I, and part of the time, it was one of my best friends um, and her kids. That was so fun. But we've also gone on other little trips. It's been like an hour away. One of our favorite places is about an hour drive. And just the kids and I have gone because my parents have a timeshare. And so that has provided me the opportunities to go on getaways, which I'm so thankful for. But the first time... I went on a getaway with just the kids and I. Cole was still a baby and I remember thinking, how am I going to get all the how am I going to get all of our like luggage and our food and into the unit? But I did it. Like, yeah, it was awkward and it's like harder and I I am going to be honest that going on these getaways with the kids is not like the most relaxing thing. No, it's a challenge, but it's still fun and I enjoy that and I get the time to myself in the evenings when the kids are in bed and it has just helped me so much more to feel like more of like a brave like I can do this conqueror person instead of saying I'm a victim oh look what I can't do because I'm a single mom um and you know part of it is just learning to for me to deal with the craziness it's gonna be crazy doing things on my own but you know, that's okay. And it's still, it's going to be worth it. It's still going to be fun. It's still going to be worth it. And sometimes it may not be actually that fun. You know, if one of the kids has whatever meltdown or something, but all those other times, if I just stayed home, I would have missed out on special memorable times with my kids. You know, um, I think people think that, oh, if you're a single mom, you're like a super mom and 
wow, I could never do that. But the thing is, like, one of my friends said this, that's a single mom. She said, I do this because I have to do this, not because, you know, I'm an amazing super mom. It's just because I have to do this. And, you know, if you were in the same position as me, you would do it too. And so that's something that I think is important to realize is, yeah, I'm not a super mom at all. But my goal as a parent, as a single parent, and this has been huge, is to give my kids as much as I can. I didn't know how else to word it other than like a traditional life in a non-traditional situation. So what I mean by that is my mom was a stay-at-home mom most of my life. And I really saw the value of that, of having my mom around. She was always there to listen to me, like to be there for me. She fixed really good meals. Always, my mom's an amazing cook. And so I've tried as much as I can to orient my life in such a way that I am with my kids as much as I can. So that I'm the one that's teaching them. I'm the one that's training them. And I really see this as God's provision in my life because I know a lot of single moms can't do what I'm doing. You know, I have a lot of support around me from my parents and my church community, but um, I've chose to homeschool my daughter and I've chose to clean houses for a living, which is not glamorous and not work full time so that I can be with my kids as much as possible. You know, I want them to see that I'm involved in their life. I don't want them to have a checked out mom that's not involved. And and I want to say again, I'm very aware that a lot of single moms, they have to work full time. They don't have an option. They don't have a choice. And so I'm really thankful for God's provision that I can be an involved mom, that I can teach them. But it has not come without sacrifices at all. And you know, my decision to clean houses for a living, to homeschool. Those have been hard choices there. And like I said, they come with sacrifices, but I've seen God's faithfulness through that all. And I, and I really believe that when we make a decision, you know, when God puts something on our heart for us to do and we make a decision like, okay, God, I'm going to do it. He will provide the way he will provide the finances and the strength and the ability to do them. Because I've shared this before that a lot, there's been months where I'm like, how am I going to pay all my bills? And God provides someone in the church, sends me a check or, you know, I get a little extra work or whatever. Like God provides, you know, one time my parents helped me out when my car had a big issue and it was a lot of money and I didn't have enough money. My parents helped me out and God provided through them. And, you know, I've even had to trust God for his provision when it has come to, you know, strength as a single parent, doing things on my own, trying to raise two children, because I struggle with patience. I struggle, you know, at the end of the day, to be honest, a lot of times I'm just like, I'm done. And I will tell my kids sometimes, I'm done. I need a break, which maybe isn't the best thing to say to your kids. But, you know, it's hard sometimes putting the kids to bed at night and I've been with them all day. I struggle also with being lonely, you know, in the evenings on my own, being alone and and feeling like, oh, I don't really fit in somewhere. I don't really fit in the married group, but I don't fit into the young single group. Um, And so that has been a challenge. And and I also, this is probably one of my biggest struggles is um, being on my phone too much. I get on my phone way too much and I want to be an involved parent. I want to be focused on my kids. Um, 
but I think sometimes I do that as like a distraction and and because I'm by myself so much. And and I also struggle with being overwhelmed and feeling like there's so much on my plate. There's work, there's homeschooling, there's you know, my hobbies that I want to keep up on my podcast, things like this and finances and all those things. And the reason I'm sharing with you the, these things is because in the midst of this all, like I said, God has provided. He's given me strength for each day when I felt like there were times, especially when the kids were younger, thinking like, God, I'm going to make it through another day. Like if the kids were going through a difficult phase with temper tantrums or whatever, like I call it the terrible threes. It's not the terrible twos. And with my experience, it's the terrible threes. That's been the hard age for both my kids. Um, but God always gave me strength to make it through. And um, and not only make it through, but I, I see, you know, that verse that says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I don't see myself. And I'm not saying this to be like, oh, look at me, because it's not that. It's all God's provision. I don't see myself as just inching through life. I mean, sometimes I feel like, you know, well, this is what I'm doing for work and I'm not doing anything super amazing for a job. And, and I've, you know, been inching by financially for this long. Sometimes I think that way, but when I look at the big picture, I don't see myself as a victim. You know, God has given me strength. He's grown me as a single mom to become more like him and God's given me the tools to raise my kids. He's given me the support of my church and my parents to help me raise my kids and everything I need, God has provided. Okay, maybe not everything I want, but everything I need, God has provided and that's what matters. You know, when I was really in the difficult time like the really painful time of being separated and trying to work through all those emotions of grief. There was this verse that I really clung to, and I wanted to share it with you guys today because it's such a great verse. So this verse is in Exodus 14, and it's uh, the story is when the Israelites were going to cross the Red Sea, but they didn't know the Red Sea was going to part. And here they have the Egyptians coming after them, and they're thinking, wow, God delivered us out of Egypt, but now we're just going to die here in the desert? They didn't know what would happen. They were stuck at the Red Sea. And this is what Moses said to them, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians... Whom you see today, you shall never see again. And this is the part of the verse that I clung to. It says, the Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Or no, another version that I read was, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And that's Exodus uh, 14, 14. That verse is just a picture of single motherhood and the fact that a lot of times we just have to sit and wait for God's provision and I think that applies to all different areas of life, that we just have to sit and wait for God to fight for us because he's the one that fights our battles. It's not us. God's the one that provides. God's the one that gives the strength for us. And I've seen that in my life. And I hope that as you wait on God and you, know, you step out in faith, that you will see God's provision. Lastly, this story I want to share, um, man, it's just like a little snippet of single motherhood that I think will give you like a good picture of what it's really like. 
and but there was just such beauty and also just kind of sadness but beauty in this moment and God's goodness all wrapped up in one so um, the kids and I were going grocery shopping one day I don't remember when this was I don't maybe a year ago and we they have like a family parking spot so they have a little sign and it shows a picture of a family and it says family parking so I pull into that spot and Emma says but we're not a family we can't park here and before that I okay as a single mom you kind of feel like you're not really a family you feel broken you feel like it's just me and my kids, but it doesn't feel like a family. And I remember talking to my mom about that before this, but something changed in me when I realized, no, like we are a family, like we're different. We're not the traditional family, but we are a family. And so I was able to tell Emma in that moment, see, God gives us what we need when we need it. I had worked through that already. And I was able to say, actually, Emma, yes, we are a family. You, me and Cole, we are a family. And, um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional now, but that brings me to tears because this is just all that I'm saying is that God is faithful to provide for us what we need when we need it. And as a mom, he provided for me in that moment just the right thing to say to show my child that, you know, what we've been through doesn't define us, that God is good and that there's beauty in the brokenness. I guess that's the best way to say it. And I definitely feel like as a single mom, there's just this special sweet bond with my children. And I think that's also what changed for me from being that new mom that felt frazzled all the time and that just felt like, oh, this is so hard to realizing that my kids and I, we are our own little sweet family and I love them so much. They have brought me joy through so much sadness they have allowed me to laugh when I had really hard days. They gave me this they gave me the I guess purpose to days when I just wanted to cry, you know. I had to get up. I had to take care of these two kids. I had to focus on them. And I'm really so thankful for that. And so that's where I'm at so far in the single motherhood process and that's what I wanted to share with you. I don't feel like there's a lot of things out there for moms that are Christian single moms that are trying to do their best to raise their kids. And, and so I hope if you're a single mom or you know someone who's a single mom that you could share this with, that it would be an encouragement to you guys. And I just want to end by praying, um, praying over any single mom that's listening to this. Dear God, I just thank you that Within our brokenness, Lord, you bring beauty, you bring healing, and you bring hope. And I just pray for any single mom who's listening to this today that they would know that you will take care of them if they step out in faith and are obedient to you. And I want to pray for anyone who's listening to this who says, I want to see that faithfulness of God in my life, Lord. I pray that they would step out in faith, that they would do the risky, hard things, that they would be brave, be strong in you to be obedient to you, Lord. And I know in return they will see your goodness, that they will see your faithfulness because that's who you are, God. And I thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's it for today's podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, if you want to shoot me a message, 
a DM on Instagram and just share with me a little bit of your story or something that you need prayer for. Maybe you're a single mom like me, or maybe you're going through something that you're, you know, having to trust God for and step out on faith. I would love to hear your story and I would love to pray for you and just be a part of what's going on in your life. So find me on Instagram if you're not already following me. It's at lovelyyoubymolly. Um, That is my Instagram handle. I would love to chat with you and be in touch with you. And that's all for today. I will see you guys in my next podcast next Monday. All right, guys. Bye.